Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And financially right now, we know most of you are probably focused on tax season or at least just making it through tax day. Since we're in the midst of this right now, it's interesting, John. Kiplinger came up with a list of some of the more unusual deductions that people have tried to slip past the IRS. Now, they range from the big game hunter who wanted a million dollar write-off for some animal hides and the horns that he donated to charity. He tried to slip that one by them. Didn't work. And then there was the man who tried to claim ladies of the evening. As a medical expense. Ladies of the evening. <laughs> got real creative. Is, isn't, wow. isn't that like the new uh, the new perfume by Versace? Ladies, Ladies of the evening of the by evening. Versace. Yes, I, I don't think I'd want to smell that one. I'm not so sure how that would go. But the person that tried, the big game hunter that tried to write that off, was that Ted Nugent? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> he does that kind of thing, doesn't he? I, th- I think he, that may have been Ted Nugent. This was really a... This is really a fun article. Um, I actually went through this because this is, you know, around here, you know, all kinds of people like, hey, John, can I write this off? You know, I, you know, every once in a while, I'll like mow a strip of grass as my neighbors. Can I say that's charitable? Can I deduct my time for doing that against his lawn? (laughs) No, you can't do that. Of course, Cletus always tries to do that. He can't deduct that. Around here, people are, are not nearly as creative, at least from what I found. But according to this article, I just got to read this. This is amazing to me. So there was a, a, by the way, a tax lawyer, and this is from Kiplinger. This is not from me or my clientele. In no way does this defame my credibility or my clients in any way. So uh, there was a tax lawyer, though, that tried to deduct almost $65,000, Jennifer, that he spent on prostitutes and pornography. Now, here's the, my here's my favorite part about this. He said that it was okay because they were medical expenses. <laughs> no, listen, uh, IRS, you have to understand. I have a condition, and the only prescription that will cure my ills are the ladies of the evening. That just, I don't know how he thought this. This guy was a tax lawyer. Oh, so he man. must have thought, he must have thought he could get away with it. That was pretty unique. I, I never thought that I would ever see that in my life. Right. Uh, but there was also, and I like this one too, especially this time of year. Uh, you know, Jennifer, I, I don't know exactly how many tax returns that our office has done this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say about four to 500, okay. somewhere in that it's range. And there, there, by yeah. the way, there's a big difference between four in 500. I know that. Believe me, ask my staff. There, you know, one more person walks in, they'll probably flip a gasket at me. But, but there was one busy tax preparer, according to this article. She actually tried to deduct money for hotel rooms. And here's the reason why. She said, I, I deserve these hotel rooms because it's the only way that I could get some actual peace and quiet because the clients had kept calling her all the time at home. Okay. I almost think that's a legitimate expense. No, but... no I, I agree with that. I, I totally think that that's legitimate. And if, if someone's going to have a medical expense, that could almost be there because peace and quiet, you know, all work and no play. Uh, makes Jack a dull boy. And we've all seen The Shining, right? That wasn't good. That wasn't good for anyone there in the end. We don't need axes anywhere near those situations. Nope. Uh, there was another one. Uh, I don't, why is it, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of lawyers involved in these things anyway. <laughs> but here's another one. Here's another one. A police officer thought that he didn't have to pay taxes on $25,000 settlement that he received from a doctor who'd had an affair with the officer's wife. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> 
I'm going to side with the police officer on this one. Dude owed me 25000 bucks because he was with my wife. I, yeah. I almost don't blame this guy either. Well, I don't blame him one bit. But I tell you what, that, that doctor's got, he's got some good spa there. You know, mm-hmm. the, those guys carry tasers. Right. And beat yeah. down sticks. I, I'm just happy to, well, that at least in this article, it didn't say that any of that force was used. Right. That would have been warranted. a financial settlement, that, not, that a would, yes, one, so. not a physical one. Not a physical. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, but there was another one on here that I thought was really good. So a man tried to claim a charitable deduction for an old house that he literally let the local fire department burn down as training exercise. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't get away with that. Even if your kids burn down your uh, your garage, uh, that's not charitable no. in any way, so that's not, not charity. But anyway, here's what people do to try to get away from Uncle Sam. They'll try just about anything, apparently. And why wouldn't you, when you think that, in so many regards, whatever we do, whatever amount that we earn that we have striven for we we are out there doing the best we can working our hinds and off and we make this money and we find out man they're just going to take this from me i don't want to pay it of course these are the wrong ways to do it there are a lot of right ways to do it especially when you think about the largest bucket of money that most of us have and if you think about it your house may be worth a good amount of money Mm -hmm. absolutely but think about the second biggest bucket or maybe it is your largest bucket of your tax deferred savings in your ira or your 401ks. Every single one of those buckets, you have an IOU on there. You're going to have to pay Uncle Sam. There's a lien on that account. And so the proper way to think about that, because I don't want you using that money and thinking that you can deduct it when you can't, but Mm -hmm. there are smart ways that we can actually not have to get in trouble or be involved in a Kiplinger article by trying to make crazy (laughs) deductions. We got to do it the right way. It's called asset shifting. And you may want to consider moving money from those tax deferred buckets to the tax free buckets. Now, mathematically, it's not right for everyone, but Mm -hmm. if you have saved over $728,000 in your tax deferred buckets, so 403Bs, 401Ks, traditional IRAs, if you have saved more than $728,000 in there, there is math that proves you will probably be better off by converting some of that to a Roth IRA. Even if you couldn't contribute to a Roth in the past, you can convert, which makes it very attractive. So don't get hung up in in trying to weasel ways out of the IRS. Do it legally (laughs) because there's a difference between evasion and avoidance. Jennifer, do you know what that is? Uh, Yeah, an orange jumpsuit. Boom, an orange jumpsuit. (laughs) That's right. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. John, I know you don't have a lot of time for TV these days, but do you watch Shark Tank? I love Shark Tank. Okay, so you know this like theme song? Though. A little creepy, isn't oh, it? Oh, no, I like that. Sounds I thought it was John's at first. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are headed into the Shark Tank. I think it's kind of a cool show to watch and love the entrepreneurs and their sometimes crazy ideas there. But uh, how are your feelings on Barbara Corcoran? Do you like her personality as a business person? I think she's pretty tough. I I like it. She made a lot of her money in real estate early on, Mm -hmm. but I think she's very savvy. I think that she knows the things that she can uh, add value to to make more money, but she seems like she's pretty hardcore. She is. I I respect that. But at the same time, her net worth is around $80 million, so she's not doing too bad here. But in a recent appearance on the Rachel Ray Show, she says even though she could afford practically anything these days, she actually refuses to waste money. I never spend money on a business class or first class plane seat. Forget it. I'm too cheap. But my next is cheap jewelry. All right, I I love cheap jewelry. Makes me so happy. Everybody, because I see me on TV with really big jewelry, they think I'm rich. It's all cheap. Don't fall for it. I spend no more than 30 
$30 on anything that I wear. I just won't spend money on a designer bag, and everybody thinks I should have a two, dollars $3,000 fancy bag. What I'm looking for always is a bag that's cheap. And you know, I've had this bag for three years now, and I've had it repaired twice. These have popped. And look at the mileage I get out of it. It still looks nice. I know. It's great. This is why I love daytime TV, because they clap at everything. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm so glad I see your beating up old bag. That's nice. Oh, I wouldn't talk about you, Barbara. No, not you, Barbara. Oh, man. But uh, I do appreciate that she's still frugal, even though she's worth so much. I'm sure you see the same kind of thing with the the really good savers that you work with. They had to work hard at it, didn't they? Well, sure. It's a mentality. You know, when, when I grew up, my grandmother, my great grandmother, you know, they came over from Germany. And so my great grandmother only spoke German. My grandmother, her last name was Reifenstahl. Um, <laughs> she was a product of the Great Depression, but she did not spend a dollar, even a nickel on something she didn't need. She would be the one that would trim the edges off of certain parts of the meat only to use for something completely different down the road. She reused Tupperware, or not even Tupperware, like the, the serving ware from like Chinese takeout, uh-huh. uh, if she ever splurged on Chinese takeout. But I mean, she just was one of those people. But that really is amazing because over her lifetime, she ended up amassing a a pretty good amount of money from saving, saving, saving. It's a mentality. And I I do respect the fact that that Barbara Cochran uh, on the show said, hey, listen, I'm worth eight. Well, she didn't say this on the show. Right. We we did a little bit. million dollars. She's worth $80 million. And she says, why would I need that fancy stuff? You know, I don't have fancy jewelry. What difference does it make? Does it look pretty? Do you like it? Well, then who cares what it costs? I think there's the whole line of people out there that when it comes down to what they associate themselves with, they don't need material items. I think that's wonderful. That means that you can focus your time and attention on the things that matter the most. Me, I'm, I'm going through this process where actually I'm, I'm moving homes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at my house as we're trying to get it all you know, boxed up and get things moved to the next spot. And I'm looking around at all of the material possessions that I could care less if I have or not. Mm-hmm. And it isn't amazing how much of our wealth, how much of our money, how much of our paychecks do we spend on these things things only to one day realize, man, we didn't need any of that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. And, and so having said that, what I think it boils down to is if you've been a good saver, you probably don't have to take a whole bunch of risks in the market. You probably don't have to buy all that flashy stuff. But what are the things that you could spend your money on or invest your money in that would make you feel really good? Should you help invest in your grandchildren's uh, education? Would you like to invest in a trip to take your family down to Disney World? Would you like to actually do a Viking River tour up the Mediterranean? Not because it's fancy, but because it's something that you've never done the splurge on. And if you feel that you've done a good job saving and, and you feel like those things are something you'd like to do, don't wait for tomorrow. You never know if tomorrow is going to be there and afford you those opportunities, health or issues or things like that. But do understand, don't spend on the little dinky stuff just because you think you need it because of the person next door. But really take real inventory of what you think is most important in life and go and seek that out. I promise you, you're going to have a more fulfilled life and you're not going to have a whole bunch of junk in your attic that your kids are going to have to clean out when you're gone. Trust us, they do not want to do that. So focus on what's most important to you. Make that priority list. And if you'd like to share it with us, you can find us on Facebook. Just do a search there for The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Connect with us at retirementsolutionradio.com.
Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.